Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And today we're going to be rounding up the third round of the FA Cup. What do you reckon overall? Has the third round lived up to expectations? Uh, yeah, definitely. Been uh, a bit of uh, some quite exciting matches, actually. Yeah, definitely. And overall, quite exciting to see some of the big teams putting out some of the big players and things like that. And there have been a couple of shocks. And I'm going to start off by rounding up some of the FA Cup. And Dad, you're also going to be rounding up. There were some League One and League Two matches as well. That's right, yeah. And then obviously in between, we're going to have some rants and some raves. So I suppose the big upset on Sunday was League Two mid-table Crawley beating the Premier League Leeds of course you would have expect Leeds to probably go through that one but Crawley played fantastically well and in the second half that's when they got all three of their goals just really seemed to step up and take the most of every chance that they got and even Bielsa did put out some of the big players within the team and uh, they just couldn't seem to get the results. So really, really good win for Crawley, 3-0 against Leeds. And then on Saturday, you had another quite big upset. On paper, it was a big upset, but when you know the situation, probably not so much. Chorley versus Derby. Chorley won 2-0. Obviously, National League North, Chorley and Derby Championship. Um, But obviously worth noting that due to the COVID outbreak at Derby, it meant they were without their entire first-team squad, Wayne Rooney and most under-23 side. Nine out of 11 Derby starting 11 were making senior debuts. Average age of 19, so not dissimilar from Villa the other night. Obviously great for Chorley, who beat Wigan the first round and then Peterborough the second round. And they celebrated in style. I'm not sure if they saw this, but they did their rendition of Adele, Someone Like You. I mean, it's not the most upbeat song to sing in a dressing room. Did you ever sing any classic songs in the dressing room when you won? I was too shattered, I think. No, definitely not. (laughs) Well, they sounded shattered, bless them. Gabby Logan was saying on the TV, it's worth half a million pounds um, to Chorley winning that one. But a shame for Derby, but when something like that happens, there's not much you can do. So Chorley just got on with it and um, did really, really well. And then the last match I'll just mention for now was Blackpool versus West Brom. Obviously in full 90 minutes, it went. To, it was 2-2. Ended up going to penalties and uh, Blackpool won. Obviously League won Blackpool against Premier League West Brom. Um, very much deserves victory after leading twice in 90 minutes. And it's the first time in 45 years that Blackpool have knocked out a top flight position team in the FA Cup. Goalkeeper saved three shootout spot kicks, arguably not the best penalties in the world, but really good performance from the goalie. West Brom without win in five games now since Allardyce took charge. Kind of worrying times. They're saying Snodgrass has come in. Charlie Austin's gone out on QPR loan. I mean, not two massive names that you think are really going to influence their season. As for Big Sam, he would have wanted to win that, probably just purely for the fans, keep them happy and try and get a bit of momentum. But they'll be quite disappointed, West Brom, Drecken. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's uh, Blackpool. It's a good win for Blackpool, though. Very good. Yeah, very good. And like I said, thoroughly deserved. So I'm going to mention some more FA Cup matches a bit later. But for now, you've got a couple of FA Cup you want to mention as well. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of uh, lower league teams who uh, did really well against Premier League teams. Turf Moor, MK, Don, 16th in League One. Did fantastic, really. Managed to take Burnley to uh, extra time and penalties. They were 1-0 up till the 94th minute when Vidra managed to scrape an equaliser to take it to extra time. Otherwise, MK Dons would have won. So, ended up losing, but a brilliant performance from MK Dons. Um, struggled a bit this season, so 
that'll give them a lot of uh, faith and a lot of, uh, hopefully, um, positivity for the back end or the second half of the season. Uh, the other one was Rotherham, again, from um, Championship, playing against Everton around great form. Again, that went to extra time and a 93rd minute winner from Decore managed to squeeze Everton through, but two great performances there. A couple of teams, again, beating higher opposition. Uh, Huddersfield lost three to at home to Plymouth. Championship 15th versus 15th in League One and great win for Plymouth and a five-goal thriller. And then Doncaster Rovers, the Battle of the Rovers, won one at Ewood against Blackburn Rovers. Riches in the 42nd minute, a real performance to forget from Blackburn by the sounds of it. But two good wins there for Plymouth and uh, Doncaster Rovers. Rant. Mine's not the most serious football rant in the world, but I have obviously been watching a lot of the FA Cup um, highlights and things like that on TV and coverage. And I've got to say that my rant is about Alan Shearer's winter wardrobe. Now, it's just not really the look for me. Uh, firstly, what do we think about a peaky, peaky blinders cap? Do you like the flat cap? Uh, I don't mind. I prefer the uh, the bobble hat myself, but uh, keeps your ears warm. Yeah, I was going to say, I personally prefer bobble hat. And then very interesting coat that he was wearing. It's a bit like off uh, Only Fools and Horses with a bit of fur going around the edge. What are we thinking about fur on a coat for him? Not, well, not for a, a world-class striker, I don't think so. So I'm not sure about the winter wardrobe. For me, I think a good little, you know, just a simple jumper or a nice puffer jacket and a woolly hat, but probably the peaky blinders and the fur on the coat is just a no from me. Sorry, Alan. I think out of him, Ian Wright and Gary Lineker, I've got to say Gary Lineker gets it from for me for his fashion sense. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm not fussed. All oh, right, okay, fair enough. What, what's your rant? Uh, my rant is about Arsenal's shirts, and um, I just found it a bit weird. I, I think you were right in saying that they've done a different typeface. I'll get a bit technical here. Done a different typeface, like a Roman numerals and names on the shirts. Awful. Just for the FA Cup. I think. Yes, yeah, so I don't see them wearing any of the competition. So, I mean, I hope that's not a reason for people to have to go and buy new shirts for the kids and <laughs> stuff. Just seems, I mean, what what is the point of it? In the middle of a pandemic with all sorts of terrible things going on, Arsenal are faffing around changing the letters on the shirt. It's just a bit weird, really. It looks like they should almost have, like, their house shield or something, like where bats like the medieval times with it, don't you reckon? Quidditch. Quidditch. Yeah, more like Quidditch than yeah. football. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I completely don't like it at all. Some more roundup from the FA Cup. Um, both teams within the championship, so you probably could say this isn't one to mention, but actually a really good result for Wickham against Preston, 4-1. Just a morale-boosting win, really, for Wickham, who obviously bottom of the championship and just three league wins to their name so far. So it'll be real give them a lot of confidence. They had 22 shots and obviously give them a lot of confidence going into their match next match against QPR next weekend, who are only two points clear of the drop zone QPR. So there might just be ones to watch. You never know. I think we kind of, a lot of people would have uh, written them off before the season starts and arguably you could say they're still looking like a team most likely to go down. But it's good to see them score four goals in a match and Preston a bit of a funny team this season, aren't they? Yeah, yeah you never know with Preston what they're going to do, actually. So a good result for Wickham. 
And then also a Premier League team that just took the opportunity, did really well, got the win. Uh, Leicester against Stoke, obviously it's 4-0 to Leicester. Really showing what a strong squad they've got. No Vardy or Madison, but that didn't really seem to make much of a difference. They still started Tielemans, Albrighton, Harvey Barnes, players that have really stood out so far this season. And the four goals were actually scored by Justin, who looks like a really good prospect, uh, Albrighton, Perez, and like I said, Barnes. So yeah, just Leicester showing their dominance and with their squad they've got, they might be a good one, probably actually, I would say one of my tips to win it, you know, the FA Cup, Leicester. Yeah, they'll be good. I mean, they're a good, uh, when they put the full team out, they're a good team, a good good squad as well. Yeah, exactly. So that's my final roundup from the FA Cup round three. Uh, there was a few matches, obviously some of the lower league teams in the FA Cup and some matches cancelled due to pitches and COVID, but there was a couple of good games in both divisions actually. In the League One, a couple of draws actually, both good games. Uh, important games actually, Lincoln versus Peterborough. Uh, Lincoln still first, four points clear. Peterborough up to fifth with a 1-1 draw. Peterborough seemed to scrape through. Nathan Thompson sent off for two yellows. There was eight yellow cards in the match actually, so quite a feisty match. Uh, Lincoln had a missed penalty from Grant, but they're doing okay. So that says it, it was a close game. Lincoln won, Peterborough won. Lincoln manager Michael Appleton, uh, he settled in quite well. One of several teams he's managed, started at Portsmouth, Blackpool. He had 15 matches at Blackburn, actually. Didn't do very well, obviously, and left there quick. And Oxford as well, but Appleton doing a good job at Lincoln, top of the league. Sunderland, of course. Sunderland and Hull, actually, won a piece. Again, a big match on paper. Both teams desperate to get back into the championship. Uh, Hull only just come down and look like they're going to be um, getting back up, potentially. Second at the moment. It's interesting because McGeady scored for Sunderland, Burke for Hull, 1-1 draw. Uh, Sunderland up to 10th, they've actually drawn 9 out of their 19 matches and you would guess it would be a draw actually where Hull have only drawn 2 it's interesting, Sunderland only lost 3 matches all season but just can't get going drawing too many matches so that was an exciting, uh, a good draw and then a very exciting 6 goal thriller, Rochdale versus Crew. Crew having a good season, 9th Rochdale 21st, struggling a bit went to form first half, Crew 3-0 up by half time and you thought there we go that's the end of that uh, but Rochdale fought back uh, and got back to 3-3. Matty Lund's double, 30-year-old lad, born in Manchester. He's played a couple of games for Northern Ireland. It's his second spell at uh, Rochdale. Last time he was there, 20, uh, 2013-2017. Played 112 matches, got 20 goals. Doing a bit better this time, actually, Lund. 23 games, 9 goals for Rochdale. Wasn't uh, He did well yesterday to get a couple. So that was a cracking match, Rochdale 3 Crew three, and then down into League Two. Not many matches, but a um, couple of really important matches at the bottom. Southend beat Barrow one nil. Southend still bottom. Barrow twenty first. Barrow had gone on a three game unbeaten run, uh, but this uh, finished yesterday at Southend Roots Hall. Uh, Southend's fourth consecutive home win, so they are still bottom, but they're starting to get some points together after a really tough start. It was a third minute winner from Reco Hackett Fairchild. He's on loan from uh, Portsmouth at the moment. Michael Jello, the new manager, would be disappointed. 68% possession for Barrow. And actually, Southland had a player sent off in the 52nd minute. So you would have expected him to get back, but disappointingly lost 1-0. And then same bottom of the table again, Grimsby. Actually had 63% possession at Port Vale, but lost 3-0. Brisley, Rodney and brilliantly named Luke Waterfall got an own goal for Grimsby. <laughs> what a brilliant name, Luke Waterfall. Um uh, Port Vale managerless up to 13th though. 
but they played 23 matches. Both these teams actually played the most matches in the division, 23 matches, Grimsby as well. Paul Hurst recently appointed Grimsby manager. He was there previously 2011 to 2016, and he's got a tough tough gig actually to try and keep Grimsby up. So, yeah, Southend 1, Barrow 0, Port Vale 3, Grimsby 0, two important matches. And then in the there's a couple of games in the National League. Good to watch the National League. One of them, Hartlepool 3, Wealdston 1. Uh, takes Hartlepool up to second, actually. Eight points adrift of Torquay, who are having a great uh, season. But they are, Hartlepool left the league in the end of the 2016-17 season. Uh, they'd actually been 96 years in the league without going into non-league. So um, they've finished 15th, 16th and 12th since they've been in the National League. But they're now second, so really pushing for a promotion. Dave Challoner, the, man, the manager there, uh, managed AFC file for seven years. We've had some good form of recent years, so uh, Challoner pushing Hartlepool to get back in the league where they were for 96 years. Been out of it for three slash four years, so good luck, Hartlepool. We've had our rants. What is your rave of the week? Uh, Well, just general FA Cup chit chat I think there's a couple okay. of things around the FA Cup you mentioned before that um, a couple of teams had played Leicester played a more or less a full team yeah. City today against Birmingham City put a really really strong team out uh, and subsequently won 3-0 so I think it's great to see some of the top teams pulling out the stops and playing all those uh, star players and for the lower league teams playing against them, it must be brilliant to play against those um, big names as well the other one is just a general thought, really, around some of the results that um, went to the lower league teams where we've got your youth teams playing. It's just interesting to reflect, really. I mean, it's, I wouldn't really, you wouldn't guess whether Chorley uh, from the lower league, National League, uh, North, whether they would be of a better quality than the youth team from Derby Championship. But they were. So um, it's interesting, again, Villa's youth team versus Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it's brilliant for the young lads to get a chance. Absolutely fantastic. Some of the Villa players got dropped off at the ground by their mum and dad and all those things. So great experience. Really interesting just to reflect on where they all are. But uh, a big rave saying well done for the teams that put a full team out. It's funny thinking about the teams that did put out a full team. Like you look at De Bruyne starting and things like that. The only thing is it could go wrong if, say, for example, none of them have, but say De Bruyne was to get injured against Birmingham in the FA Cup. What are the press and fans going to say to that? Joe would surely be like, why, why would you put out De Bruyne against Birmingham? Well, I wonder with people like Guardiola whether he's got a different approach, whether he doesn't quite, whether the FA Cup in yeah. his mind maybe massive and you might think well we've got to try and win it we can't not try and win it so I think it might be a there might be a little bit of a cultural thing there as well yeah fair enough I think it's a trophy of the day and I think all managers right now especially Guardiola he does seem to they were saying that prioritize the FA Cup well my rave this week I stumbled upon a very cool song that was on YouTube and you can get on lots and lots of different platforms and he's a singer-songwriter called Ian Pacey and he's under the name The Humdrum Express and basically he's released a song I think it was in October called Denim in the Dugger and it's fantastic it's a hilarious song and it's about uh, football managers and their fashion um, for example one of the lyrics is Neil Warnock's flares flapping the breeze it was very 
very, very funny song to listen to and it's very relatable as, as a podcast that reflects a lot on uh, fashion sense and barnets and things like that. So it got me thinking about uh, the best dress managers in the dugout. I've got four head-to-heads from managers in the Premier League, Dad, and you've got to say which you think is the best dressed, okay? So we've got Scott Parker or Sean Dyche, who's best dressed? Uh, I'd probably have to go for Dyche. He's, he's really? Never, yeah, he never lowers, lowers his standards, does he? He's oh. always consistently there. Suit. Yeah. So then we've got Frank Lampard or Chris Wilder. Oh, Wilder's always dressed down, but I, I like his, I think he's a good style, so just for his attitude, I'll pick Wilder there. Wow, okay, that's interesting. What about, this is a tricky one, Jose Mourinho or Pep Guardiola? I'm picking Jose purely for his relaxed mm-hmm. style rather than running up the touchline. Okay, yep, and then last one I've gone for Arteta versus Bielsa. Bielsa's got to win because of his crouching tiger. <laughs> okay, I feel like with managers, you could either have the tracksuit approach, the full-on suit, or the casual like chinos, and obviously like the track says denim in the dugout. Which would you think is the best approach, tracksuit, suit, or cash? Get your tracksuit on. Really? Oh, I do like a person's suit. But anyway, so the Humdrum Express, Denim in the Dugout, it's a fantastic song. And like I said, you can just listen to it anywhere. <laughs> Barnet of the week. You go first. You've got a great barnet. I'm aware of this one. Not you personally. I was going to say, Claire. mine's not particularly uh, <laughs> worthy of mention. No, DeAndre Yedlin, uh, the Newcastle player, is in and out of the team. He's been there since 2016, actually. Wow, okay. uh, American, didn't realise that. And he's played 62 games for the States. He came on in the 81st minute for Almiron. Uh, and I mean, it, they just lit up the match with his uh, <laughs> hairstyle, which was uh, extravagant. It was. I think it used to be in cornrows, and now he's just gone full on afro. I mean, it does make you stop and look at it. It's it's brilliant hairstyle, and again, kind of going for the afro approach, but it's a bit more contained afro. I've gone for Tottenham Hotspurs, Gedson Fernandez. But on his shirt, it does say Gedson. So he's obviously he's gone for his first name rather than his surname. 22-year-old Portuguese. I haven't really seen much of him at all at Spurs. But very, very shaved in at the sides and just kind of just let it go on straight up his hair. I probably would rather see a little bit more hair at the sides, um, seeing as we see it from the top of his head that it can grow very, very high. But I think two very good barnets. I think Yedlin probably gets it for me because he has just let it go on full-on afro. <laughs> Ones to watch for next week. Well, there's some midweek Premier League matches. I've picked a couple. I've gone for Tuesday night, Burnley versus Man U. Last year, both teams, interestingly, won away to each other 2-0. Um, and obviously both won their FA Cup matches. Burnley, like I said, penalties versus MK Dons and then Man U against Watford. And Burnley's, this will be their first Premier League game in 2021 because their match obviously was postponed against Fulham. Um, Man U, level on points with Liverpool with a game in hand. I just feel like it's going to be one of those tricky matches. Burnley seem to be playing quite a bit better since they started off the season. And I don't know, I just feel like it could be quite an, a tough one for Man United. But a big match thing is they're right up there on the table. And then also I've gone for Wednesday night. You've got Villa versus Tottenham, if that also goes ahead, obviously. Um, a win for Villa would take them joint on points for Spurs, whilst a win for Spurs would obviously close down the current four-point gap on Liverpool and Man United. So, again, two matches I think will be really interesting. Um, who do you reckon, Burnley or Man U for a starter? 
Uh, just about a favour Man U, but Burnley will give him a good game, actually. Nice. And Villa versus Tottenham. Obviously, Kane got completely rested um, over the weekend in the FA Cup. Draw game, probably. Ooh, okay, fair enough. So those are my Premier League ones to watch. How about Championship? Uh, some good games coming up in the Championship next weekend. Uh, Reading, Brentford, two teams pushing for promotion, both in promotion playoff places at the moment. Reading fifth and Brentford fourth. Uh, Brentford continue that brilliant um, unbeaten run. Although they got beat by Spurs, obviously, midweek. But uh, besides that, they've had a brilliant um, run recently, uh, including 2-1 at home to Middlesbrough in the Cup this weekend. Reading lost at Luton 1-0. So that's a really important game, Reading-Brentford, on Saturday. Then Cardiff-Norwich. So Norwich kept up their good form, 2-0 at home to Coventry in the Cup. Four points clear. Although they've only won one of the last three games. Cardiff, they've really slipped right down the table. 15th, lost the last three it's kind of going to be, they need to get some points really, so Cardiff must be up for it, trying to beat uh, Norwich. And then League One, obviously next weekend, Rochdale versus Wigan, 21st in table versus 23rd, only one point between them. Wigan undefeated their last three league matches, so that should be a very interesting affair. And then I've also gone for Shrewsbury versus Lincoln. Obviously, Shrewsbury is 17th in the table, and Lincoln are currently sitting in top. But notably, Shrewsbury are really on a good form at the moment. They're undefeated in their last eight league games. And obviously, Lincoln will want to go back to winning ways after their draw against Peterborough. So I just think with the form that Shrewsbury bring into the match, that should be a very interesting one as well. Yeah, I think Shrewsbury probably win that. I think they're on a oh, really okay. good, really good one at the moment. Um, some teams not necessarily on a great run in the league too. You've got some lower league, some real clashes from the bottom of the league there. Barrow versus Scunthorpe, twenty first versus twentieth. Talked about Barrow before. They desperately need to uh, get some points there. That's for sure. Uh, and then Grimsby versus Southend, twenty third versus twenty fourth. So again, both teams there are going to be really Southend in good home form. Said before, but. Need to pick up some points on the road as well. So Boris Scunthorpe, Grimsby Southend, going to be really important. The only other team not mentioned from that bottom, the bottom five, Stevenage, they're at home to Tranmere. So um, there's going to be some really, by the time the matches are all finished next weekend, be really interesting to see the uh, see the table for the League Two. Uh, and just a quick one, FA Trophy starts um, next weekend, or not starts, but continues. Stockport versus Notts County, fourth and seventh respectively in the National League. FA Trophy, a big event for the non-league teams. Their big trophy, so it'll uh, be interesting to see who uh, who goes on and wins that this year. Right, that's it for this week, where we've rounded up the FA Cup third round matches, as well as, like I said, League One and League Two. When is the draw for the next FA Cup round? Uh, Monday, I think Monday before the Stockport-West Ham match, 7 o'clock-ish. So obviously you've still got some, some of the lower teams, like Chorley is obviously a name we're going to be keeping an eye out for, as well as Crawley. Which teams do you reckon, Chorley in particular, I don't know if there's any big teams around them that they'd love to face, do you reckon? Uh, oh, Manchester, Liverpool, any of those teams really around there, definitely. And what do you reckon about Crawley? Is that the kind of same? Crawley want Tottenham, Arsenal, oh, okay, yeah. all the Southern teams. So yeah, so it's getting very exciting and we'll be back with some more football chants and rants with the plants next week. We'll see you then. 